It's all about the pivot. It's all about the first five or eight. We're talking the fly half now. We're joined by Lee Stensis as we look towards the possibility of selecting Richie Moonga in the 10 jumper this weekend. Or do they run with the man who had the job once Barrett got wiped out in the form of the smiling assassin, Damien McKenzie? Lee, welcome to the program. You're an all-black selector. Which way do you go and why? Well, first of all, it's great to be on with you again, Darcy. Um, I will go with... Mackenzie, for these reasons, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, anger and frustration in the All Black camp. Or there is, they're going to want to put out their best side to re- to right some of the wrongs, the perceived wrongs from the weekend and even even the game before. I think that they were wanting to lay down a marker for the rugby championship, so they're going to basically pick their best available side. I see they've called Sonny Bill into camp, which makes me think he'll. He'll start, and there'll be an angry pack because they they didn't deliver the goods on the weekend, and neither did our neither did our two quality nines. So they'll both be quite uh, ready to put on a good platform for McKenzie. I think he probably deserves the chance to to show what he can do and and pretend that it, in many ways pretend that it is the same circumstances as last week and that Barrett's going to go off real early because I mean obviously their their A plan is to have Barrett play the whole game and McKenzie come on later on as impact, well, the weekend just been showed that Barrett can go off at any stage with an injury, so they need to make sure they've got that that uh, eventuality covered sufficiently. So I think they'll give McKenzie a chance to run a cutter with a better pack in front of him to get some of that to get some confidence and to reassure him and themselves that he can uh, run a test match. From ten, I mean if if we're Noanga probably is possibly better suited to do that at the moment, but he's not going to be in their match day 23 come the World Cup. Uh, McKenzie is, so they need to know that he can run the cutter from five minutes into the game or 12 minutes to the game as it were on the weekend just begin. So I think they're going to go with McKenzie and then they're going to be able to tick that box and say, yep, he's got more experience there. He's put on a better show and he's more comfortable and they're more comfortable going forward. So it's a, it's a matter of showing faith in the guy that they've earmarked possibility as a 10 moving forward, and they don't want to renege on that or go back on that uh, for the sake of one poor game. Well, I, no, I, I think it, it is their, the plan that I, their A plan is to have Bodie start and play, and McKenzie is on the bench and only will probably play 10 if Bodie gets injured. Well, that it's can happened. happen. So I think that they need to lock down that contingency first. I think that if we got to the World Cup and Bowden couldn't play at all, I would think that Moronga would be the better option to start the test match. Um, but that's not really going to happen unless, of course, Bowden's injured. So I, I think that Moronga will get his chance at the end of the year, and, and I think he'll probably take it. Um, and and, and this, the, yeah, I just think that that's what they that's their that's their sort of their C plan is Barrett's out, Moronga starts, and they keep. Big Jim on the on the bench there and, and, and his impact role, but they need to cover for the fact that Bowden can get injured early in a test match, and I think that's what they're going to do. So you presume with that, so he starts, do you think that, that Moanga is on the bench and should injuries occur, he comes in and then Damien can adjust and, and, and move out wide because Richie's really only got the 10 in his quiver, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 that's, that's right. I, I think that's exactly what they'll do, and... Uh, you've got other players who can slot into the midfield, like possibly Geordie Barrett or certainly Rico. I think that um, 
if we start perhaps with Sunnyville and Crotty or Leonard Brown, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining Crotty, Crotty might be under some injury cloud as he usually is um, of late. Mm. So if, you, if you've got your two midfielders starting and then Geordie on the bench to cover, let's say, fullback or what have you, well, you know, there's plenty of options, but Rico, I think, is probably, I would like to see him as the, as the bench option for the midfield, as it were, or the contingency option for the midfield. You mentioned a, a lot of, well, we hope, focused uh, rage and trying to make good the wrongs of the weekend. What predominantly were those wrongs? Steve Hansen, I think, noted that maybe they shouldn't have run the same 23 again. Uh, maybe they thought the game was as good as over once four was red-carded. What, what else did you see? What are the major issues out of that test match that need to be rectified come Saturday night in Dunedin? Well, there wasn't that real hard desperation edge that the Ford pack had when they're playing well. It was that they, yeah, they probably did switch off a little bit mentally. I mean, they just won the first test for 40 points. And then there's a red card, surely in the back of your mind, yeah, we're just, it's just going to be a bit of a cakewalk. And, and you lose that 2 to 5% of intensity and edge and the mix, you know, France, they're not a bad side and they're very experienced at niggling and slowing the ball down and, and then the referee, I felt, only refereed against us once he realised what he, once he made the sending off to perhaps even it up so it didn't blow out. So I think we were probably a little bit unfairly punished at, at the breakdown sometimes uh, and were not consistently refereed both sides. Um, and then the two halfbacks, both of them were a little bit sloppy um, and they didn't perhaps give the direction to a young team that, that the selectors and coaches would, would have wanted them to and the accuracy in the service. So hopefully those things will be tidied up this week and then McKenzie can can relax into it a little bit more and, and just focus on his role rather than... It was all a bit too messy for him last week, I thought. It'd be remiss of me not to ask why I've got you here. What did you make of the whole red card controversy, the fact that it was given, and the fact that World Rugby chucked their referee under a bus to make up for it? Yeah, oh, well, that's that's they made it worse by coming up and rescinding the red card, didn't they? They should have retained their, shall we say, dignified silence that they <laughs> have maintained since the third test of the Lions last year where they just don't say anything and that effectively um, backs their referee. And I mean, that's probably what they should have done this week is just back their referee because it just it makes a bit of a farce of it. I mean, when we were all watching it on the replay, we were all going, there's no intent there. It's just, as, as somebody, a pundit mentioned, if, if Bowden had landed on his feet or on his bum, there wouldn't have been the sending off, but the action was still the same. So it was a bit unfortunate that the way Bowden landed, but we could tell that the player was, he was looking in the air, he was going for the ball, he was slightly careless, but, you know, a yellow. The whole area's got to be sorted out, though, doesn't it, Lee? It's still way too grey. It's a pea soup out there as far as the process that the referees are going to go through and what everyone else is looking out for and what the players have to deal with as well. There is zero clarity. Oh, there is. There is. It is all very confusing and murky. And, then, of course, <laughs> when we finally left, the breakdown seems to be a little bit clearer for everybody now. They've, they've tidied up that area a little bit, and then now they've opened up another another can of worms with all this, uh, you know, the, the the tackle line, you know, hitting a player on below the neck and all those sorts of things, and then there's contesting in the ball. I mean, the objectives obviously are to, to tidy up the game and make it safer for participants, and that's admirable. But it is a contact sport, and things do happen that is that are just accidents, and then somehow we need to be a little bit. I don't know what it's weary and not so black and white perhaps but then again it, then it becomes subjective and that doesn't please everybody either way you're never going to please everybody
No, rugby's an omelette. There's going to be some broken eggs someplace. <laughs> Lee, we're going to fly, mate. Thanks very much for your time, your expertise as normal. We'll catch up again soon, I'm sure. Thank you. All right. Cheers, Bye.